0: Here's an oldie but goodie. All right, welcome to another episode of this Retro Relevance, which is me taking shows from the past and re releasing them that I feel are good for a rerun and good for a re listen. So I dig in the archives for you to bring you a show on this podcast feed that you may have not heard of or just never went back far enough, or know what to look for, or whatever, especially if you're a new listener to Chan It Down Radio Podcast. So um, I chose two episodes. Today is a double header. The first episode you're going to be listening to is going way back in the archives to episode six, and this is an episode that uh, was recorded in 2013, not long after the podcast began, and talking about... The chemtrails, and the geoengineering. And that's when I first titled this mini-series of shows The Real Skyfall because the year before James Bond movie Skyfall came out and I was like well what's falling from the sky? This stuff. So it's just a little play on the word but um this is part one of it all and it's all about the different programs. It's introducing it a bit and telling you a little bit about what an insider told me and so if I was going to say that there's any thing that I'm more of an expert about on this show this is definitely one of them the subjects that I know quite a bit about so I think this is good for everyone however back in these days uh that was on blog talk radio and the way you used the 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 site was you plugged it into a landline so the sound quality's never been as good but whatever it's it's um it is what it is. It's episode six, and it's important to the understanding of this. The second episode on this double header is episode 101 with Matt Landman, the creator of the movie Franken Skies and Great Activist. And it was recorded in 2017. We get acquainted, we talk about things that we know, and it's great to understand what these programs are all about, because he is definitely an expert, and so this double header is good for a beginner into this, and I feel that about 5-10% to of the world knows these crazy things are going on. Seriously, right over their heads, and they don't even realize it. And out of that five to ten percent of people that know about it, how many people are trying to do something about it and trying to bring awareness to the table? So, um, this is has a major impact on the planet still, and it's still very relevant today. And that's why I bring it to you. So, without further ado, episode six, and then you'll have another intro. Are from the show intro and go straight into episode twenty uh, or one oh one, which is recorded in twenty seventeen. But anyway, enjoy and share with your friends and family that may just start be starting to get into this and realize this is quite a thing going on besides all the other stuff going on in our lives. Okay, much love. Chant it down.
1: Block Talk Radio. Chant it down, look. Break it down, chant it down, look. Human life in a tight crunch, hypnotized nine to five world. Yep, the right, the paradise of improvise, improvise force. Break it down, check it out, look. Chant it down, check it out, look. Chant it down, make analysis. Chant it down, all the fallacies. Chant it down, human lives. Chant it down, we see right can we bend them on the side like a lamporescent light you with god number it's chen down radio with your host Loomis. so people be on break it down chen it down break it down chen it down break it down chen it down break it down chen it down
2: welcome everyone once again to chen down radio i'm your host Loomis. And uh, welcome to episode six of Chan It Down Radio. Tonight we'll be discussing a topic I call the real skyfall. I'll be getting into that in just a minute. Um, but yeah, welcome to episode six. We um, expose the truth on this show, uh, we, we uh, speak the truth. I'm a true speaker. My name is Loomis. I'm an activist, I'm a lyricist, um, a lot of things just to kind of bring you information here on this platform live as much as I can, when I can here, uh, coming from the Hawaiian Islands. So welcome to Chan It Down Radio, where we dissect the life we live in and try to figure out what the truth is and um, analyze it and become the truth. So tonight's topic is a very interesting topic that um, is, uh, needs a lot of light and um, I called it the real Skyfall. Of course, the movie Skyfall, James Bond movie. I just came up with that one night and thought, well, that's what it is. It's Skyfall. We're talking about chemtrails. We're talking about the aerial spraying, geoengineering, and all the effects of it and what it really is here in our lives. Um, This is a a serious issue, and um, I'm here to expose the truth. A lot of truth on this topic has been exposed, has been given to me, and I feel the need to give it out. Um, my, my life has been a very interesting life of synchronicities, and um, truth is, is something that has um, always come to me. And so I feel that I've enough information I've just figured out over the years, analysis, um, just, getting, just getting information in bits and pieces and putting together a picture that I can no longer just hold it in and I can no longer just tell my friends. So that's why I created this show, um, not just solely to uh, give out information, but also for others to have a platform alike. But uh, this this show is a way for me to give out information because for a long time I could have done this show, probably years ago, but I decided to come out at this point in time just because it worked within the flow of life. And here I am live coming to you and giving you um, the, the, the life of Loomis and the life of, of, of us here on planet earth and giving you the best topics i can cover and this show yes it's a bit scattershot I'm, I'm still on a few other topics as well and we get guests on um about these shows we'll come back to or these topics we'll come back to them uh these topics here and there the last topic we discussed on the show was the journey home and we're going to continue on that topic as one of the solutions to the problem here problems here we're facing on planet earth and uh we're going to flesh that out mo- much more on this show and same with this topic this is just part one of this topic and i hope you've been enjoying the rest of the shows we've been doing um yeah we this will be episode 6 there's there's a few others of course we're just getting started but this is a um a, a wide variety we've already put out there and, and i hope you've been enjoying i've getting some great emails thanks for the emails and the support really makes me feel like i'm actually uh you know getting somewhere with this and uh, If you are up at this hour in the rest of the world, uh, there is a call-in number. I will give it to you. It's area code 347-324-3342. again, uh, 347-324-3342, out of the country, country code 1. Okay, so I don't know if I'll have time to take callers or not on this show. Uh, I plan to cover quite a bit of information and I plan to definitely end it with solutions because I don't like to give problems without solutions as much as possible. But, again, that also doesn't mean that we shouldn't look at problems we don't have the solutions to because if your house is on fire, are you going to turn your back? No. So, all right. Uh, and I, I'd like to do um, every week or every time I'm on the show some kind of chant down or chastisement um, yeah, I like to uh, expose certain people that need to be exposed, or just chant down something. And tonight, I'm not really feeling the, the need to chant down uh, necessarily a group of people, but more just uh, a one thing that really irritates me, and uh, that is none other than cell phones. So today's chant down goes out to cell phones. And why I chant down cell phones is because uh, it, they're not good. They're not good in many ways, and maybe a lot of people would disagree with me because this is such a part of everyday life, but I still chant it down, and we chant down what needs to be chanted down here on this show, whether you like it or not. And uh, cell phones, you know, they they are, a, a very, to me, a very annoying device. And, yeah, you might say, well, they're convenient, and they are convenient, yes, when you're stranded somewhere and you don't have any w- way to... Uh, contact anybody, you might actually be able to get a hold of somebody, but you might not. you might be out of range, so really, does it work good for that? not if you 're in a desert thousand miles away from anywhere else, Probably not, but you know they have their convenience in emergencies. okay, all right, yes, but I chant down cell phones um, it 's interesting how things creep in our lives, and it, one of the one of the I remember when cell phones first became, like, something you would just buy at a store, only, only you'd see all the drug dealers having them. All the, these people, you know, they had their pagers, and, well, they got, you know, a little more ball, and they got their, their, their extra money, they got the cell phone. And it's like, it was pretty obvious at that point in time who was a drug dealer. And so, yeah, everybody carried around, the, they carried around their cell phones. But, um, you know, it, things evolved, and, and uh, you know, more and more people got them and, and people put them up to their head And they don't think anything of it When I put a, a cell phone up to my head I had my first cell phone I think it was in 97 I felt just, you know, I felt really weird afterwards I felt like I was doing something to the tissue around my head Around my ear and all that And it turns out, if you do enough research You are doing something to those tissues So, um, your body is right if you listen to it But, yeah, you know, the the, the thing about cell phones is they've, they've slowly been trickled into our lives. I mean, think about Wi-Fi, for example, Putting, having, having Internet on the phone and you um, just go around and you use it and you put that to your head, all that power in that little device right next to your head. How long have we really been doing that? I don't really remember exactly, but it, when I can think back, it was probably about 2006, when I started to notice Wi Fi signs everywhere and there was that ability to be able to go um online with your phone somewhere and, and that, that was that wasn't that long ago if you think about it. oh six. Um you know it's it's becoming a longer time ago but this technology has always sort of just trickled in our lives. But um you know what what I think annoys me about them is is yeah you know, it's not good. I, I imagine that they're probably going to give us cancer, and I can feel the effects of that myself just on the phone. But that's not really the only reason. What one, one of the one of the things is they're annoying in public. People just talking on their phone. It's a, I mean, we've got used to it over time, but you just hear somebody just yapping away somewhere, and it's annoying. It's annoying. You know, you're you're somewhere in a grocery store, or public area, someone's just super loud on their phone because they have to talk louder over the outside noise. And that's super annoying, but I, I guess what really comes down to what I like to chant down is the fact that if you just take a look in any public area, everybody is on their phone. They're texting, they're searching the internet, these little devices, they're just they're losing their outside connection with the world by looking in this little device. And it, you know, maybe I'm just weird, maybe I'm just, a, just some kind of nut and I'm not um, conforming to the new ways of the world. Um, well, I have a cell phone, too, sad to say, and I, I chant myself down on that one. But, it, you know, it has to be part of my work world, so I have one. But do I like it? No, I don't like cell phones. Why else also don't like them? It's, they only work right half of the time anyway. Sometimes you get cut off, or uh, there's this delay when you're talking to your friend and then you have to wait for it. I mean, I can hear that on the archives of these shows. Having a round table discussion with people, and it's just that little extra half second delay sometimes longer and then if you've got an echo on the other side, that's super annoying oh i mean I'm, I'm sure you've all been through that but but the main thing is is they're taking everybody's focus away from their natural instincts, and the other main thing is you know people don't know what they're doing to us i I believe nothing good i i I honestly do i mean. Um, after a long conversation, you can feel that thing kind of working at your brain. And, and uh, there hasn't been a long enough term studies. I mean, 15 years, I would say, of real cell phone use uh, full on, you know, where people have been using them as their regular phones at the most right now here. And that's not a lot of time. Cancer and stuff takes the time to develop just like cigarettes. And I've said before, I think can- uh, cell phones are the next cigarettes. And they're going to be those things we are going to look back and be like, oh, I can't believe it. But anyway, I just really feel that way about cell phones. I really do. I feel like they need to be chanted down and people need to get off their devices and look at real life and get back into real life again. So uh, today's week chant down or just show's chant down is cell phones. And I say a big dumb to cell phones. And someday I hope we all will. So welcome. All right. Let's get on to the main topic here. Um, today's topic is is uh, is an important topic, really, really important topic, I feel, and it it deserves a lot of light. And a lot of people are beginning to awaken to this, but it isn't a big enough number to really see. But it's easy to see, and this is not easy to digest information so I'm going to give you guys you know, some information but I'm going to come with some solutions to some of it and the solutions are kind of all in our hands so it's not like I have the answer to everything or anybody has the answer to everything but it's important to know about this and yes what I'm talking about is the aerial spraying taken on over our heads if you don't know what chemtrails are I'll give you a quick 101 and um, what, it, what it, they are is a jet Trail lasting for a long time in our skies and expanding and becoming these unnatural clouds. You got to look at it um, on a clear day. Look up in the sky. Yeah, jets all leave trails. It's called a contrail, condensation trail. Condensation would be like your breath on a cold day somewhere and yeah it disappears well up there it may last a little longer or disappear shorter than that depends on the environment it's in but just remember up there is cold climb a mountain it's cold with snowing on you know mountains that are fourteen thousand feet well these are higher up than that so of course it's cold up there and it's going to show its breath you could say a plane but this is different it was about I'll get into the story, I guess, in a minute. But it is, it is important to just know the little one-on-one here. Just that a chemtrail is not a natural um, exhaust out of a plane. It is something entirely different that turns your sky into these white, this nasty-looking white filth in your sky. If you just take a look, watch a plane. It's not natural for a chemtrail, a, a contrail, to last a whole long time up there and then spread into a cloud. Don't you think it would dissipate? And so, you know, the debunkers of chemtrails, honestly, nobody really can debunk them other than saying, I don't believe in them. I, the, e, all you got to do with this one is look up. And I feel that this is more important than a lot of the other things that people in the conspiracy research community focus on. I mean, I believe all of it's important, but I believe this is more important than 9-11 truth and all the false flags Uh, I believe this is more important than the Federal Reserve. GMO foods, Monsanto, uh, poisons in the food and the water, geopolitics, um, the left-right paradigm, all those things. All those are very important to understanding our reality. But this one is bigger. And why? It's a continual bombardment of poison, destroying our land base, messing the whole planet up, and messing up our bodies. And it directly affects our lives all of the time. 9/11 happened already. It's, it's, you know, it did, and it's, and 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 uh, there's not a lot we can really do about that. But this is happening in some cases um, every day in some places. Depends on where it goes. And so, yeah, this is the time we're living in, where people are being directly sprayed on, and they don't even notice. I would say a good 90 to 95% of the general public doesn't even understand what's going on with this or doesn't even notice that it's going on. I I can't believe people don't notice. When you look up on, on a perfectly blue sky and all these jets start coming over and just slowly turning your sky white, especially in somewhere like Los Angeles, famous for... It's blue skies when it's not too polluted out. And then you look and you watch this place just get all white in the sky. You know, that's not a normal occurrence because there it's dry. It's like a desert, even better Las Vegas. And uh, people don't even notice. It's just insane to me. But this is the times we're living in. And um, this show, we always go back to, as a model, the earth people, the indigenous people who lived on this planet first. And one of the prophecies from the Hopi people was, near the day of purification, there will be cobwebs spun back and forth in the sky. And that's what it looks like. And their their, uh, their prophecies are pretty accurate. I mean, pretty amazing. And, yeah, so that's what's going on in the skies. Now, what is it? What are they doing? You know, I became aware of... of this phenomenon in 1999. My friend, who was an outdoor painter, came home one day and told me about how all day he'd been seeing these lay this stuff in the sky and his friend told him that they were spraying some kind of anthrax vaccine. I don't even know where that came from, but this was right before Y2K, so it was kind of believable because some people were kind of expecting something big to happen. So, you know, they were... They were preparing us. And it, it immediately when I noticed, it's like I just all of a sudden I knew. It wasn't like I had to really question. I just knew there was something up with this. This isn't just something I've seen before as I watched a rainbow kind of form within the contrail itself. And I knew that, you know, as watching it fall down, it's like obviously they're dumping something. <clears throat> it's not fuel either. That would be crazy if you're dumping fuel out like that. So if you're flying. So yeah, um, I became known of this, and I started to know a lot more about it um, over the time. Well, there wasn't a lot of information to get about it. Um, I didn't even get on the internet till later, and you know, when I got started getting on the internet more, and uh, I can't remember. I think it went to somebody's house and I watched a documentary by Clifford Carnicom, who um, made a documentary. It's like in 2004. Aerosol Crimes—that's the name of it—and it was um, about this subject. It was—it was pretty long, and it was—it was not like maybe the most entertaining for entertainment value. I mean, I was entertained, I was inter- interested, but then everybody else around me was falling asleep. So I got a lot from it, and I figured from then on, I—I t- I knew exactly what they were doing, and that was you know weather control and and um, just the there's a few things in there that they came up with um, and just looking at the analysis of what's been falling out of these planes and I found it pretty disturbing and and I wondered why people around me didn't feel the same way as much as I did I, I just would go outside and it's like do you see this? and people even that know about it didn't seem to care that much I mean they cared but they weren't like there wasn't a fire under their ass and I talked about that on the last show How it's, it's crazy to me that people don't have a fire under their ass when they're being directly poisoned but hey I don't know it's almost like people's minds have been been um, programmed to not see this <clears throat> and I'll get into that but synchronicity brought me some really interesting information I was on the west coast of the United States and um my girl at the time was telling me about how she kept meeting this guy that talked about chemtrails and all these conspiracies and these these things, and and that I needed to talk with him, because I was interested in that, too. I always heard about him, like, yeah, yeah, I'll talk to him. So anyway, I finally met him when I was visiting the West Coast, and, um, you know, he wasn't very outspoken. You know, he just talked to maybe one person, you know, real quietly, not not like... You know, tell a bunch of a group of people but the guy was name. his name was robert and uh he, he brought me to his house and you know we we well we ended up talking just regular talk and then i went to his house and he, you know, he started to break down to me you know all the the um things that that uh this is all about and how he knew is, well, his his father was a, a scientist employed by what he called alphabet soup agencies. And then his, his wife had also a, a inside um, relative as well. And they kind of would dovetail back and forth this information. And this guy knew a lot more than I, even even researchers such as like David Icke and others that I, at the time, was really listening to a lot. Uh, he had, they had not, nothing on this guy. This guy, he knew it all. He just—he knew it all, and he—he was—he was good at even kind of predicting the future from that point in time. This is the year 2008, so he—he he brought me some some pretty hardcore information. He—he um, he told me uh, all kinds of different applications. Of course, I told him what I knew. I you know the weather control, but he blew my mind. I actually had to come back to his house and take notes because he talked kind of fast and kind of quiet and he just unloaded too much information like my brain was like couldn't handle so i had to come back with pen and paper and like kind of write some stuff down and i don't even have those notes anymore but uh yeah well he got into the different applications of chemtrails and yes he told me yes it is weather control but it is much more than that and one thing he talked about that i didn't really know a lot about at the time was called Morgellons you've heard of maybe Morgellons disease this is um more than that it's the stuff they've been investigating out of the spray and and yeah it's it had been in, on websites at that point in time and people all had you know kind of been introduced to it but he he was telling me that this was the primary function behind all this and um I encourage anybody listening to be an autodidact, and, and someone who takes information, dissects it, takes what they need, throw the rest out, and, and I'm not a gullible person, and I'm not saying that I buy all this 100%, but it made sense later, so I have to also stick with my gut and this what this guy was telling me. And He told me that what Margellons are are polymer fibers, which are found in chemtrail samples. Some are are microscopic, and some can be seen with the naked eye. And uh, people around the world, countless people, have been, um, found how to, the, these fibers, these these polymer fibers found in their bodies through blood samples to urine samples to, <clears throat> you name it, out of the body, they find it. And even he was saying that um, surgeons find when they're you know doing surgeries on people and find this network of, of these fibers inside and these fibers are nanotech strands so they're they're uh, it's a really strange phenomenon these fibers are nanotech strands that grow and form a network in our body they grow and they they multiply and, you know, it sounds like science fiction. It sounds like a disease. It sounds crazy. And at the time, it was hard for me to swallow. I really did have a hard time swallowing a lot of this. But he was telling me, you know, um, when a person has the actual disease called Morgellons, that it's the body rejecting this technology that's being put in them through through these aerial spraying. You know, and this is the part of it that... Um, I feel that maybe he is missing somewhat from from the research community, but it's also hard to say you know exactly you know how to it's not super provable, but uh, yeah, he was saying that this network uh, forms and combines an antenna in our bodies from the back of our spine all the way up the chakra points of the body from our reproductive organs all the way up to our brain it forms an antenna to harp and they you know this stuff lingers in our atmosphere and it and it gets inside us you know it gets inside us various means cuz it's so tiny and when harp is pulsing it's energy into the other atmosphere it co- it transmits into smaller antennas yet then smaller antennas that are inside things that we use every day such as cell phones which I was just talking about wireless internet HDTV boxes even iPads and iPods and all these devices which are in our houses so it's like we're constantly around this frequency they're pumping out that they want us to be on and this stuff is going into you know we're, we're being experimented on you know this was really disturbing and it's it is disturbing probably for anybody to hear it he called it the wire you know he, he didn't call it Morgellons as much it, but he called it a wire and he said refined sugars and other things help it to grow in your body and and there's a lot he told me and and um, a lot of this i'm just sort of kind of thinking on the top of the head and skipping back and forth between what else did he tell me but this is the basis of what he told me is all these, these fibers are conductive to the harp energy. And so basically, we are being taken over by another energy. And these things that we keep on our bodies, like our phones, like all, all these devices in our houses, keep us there. And, and, and it's uh, pretty disturbing. So he was saying that this was like the crown jewel, of the whole operation and uh, I don't know if I agree or I disagree but within time things have shown me that well this could very well be possible and of course the weather modification we you know there's the there's there is the other aspect you know controlling the weather and from from a, a an observer from the ground I would say yes uh that uh, if you were just to watch all day and see what they 're doing, obviously they 're messing with the weather, obviously they 're trying to control the weather, and that was just my own intuition or watching it before I knew much about this whole marguelin thing, and of course, there 's the geoengineering um, you know um, terraforming the planet and and uh, killing off the organic the, the natural and, and allowing these 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 GMO plants to grow. And we're going to have a um, very special guest, Michael Murphy, the, the maker of What and Why in the World Are They Spraying, and soon to be another one. And um, I've done some things with him in previous times where we did some screenings and went really well. And it's going to be good to have him on the show. He's going to, you know, flesh out those topics, I think, a little bit more. But is it just those things that are happening? Well, maybe not. Maybe it's more population control i mean if you if you look into some of the research about how um they found desecrated red blood cells in some of the chemtrail samples and and there's just so much you know that they they could be doing and you have to remember the people who are behind the new world order and the the control system are control freaks obviously they want to control every aspect of our lives and if they can, they will. And they play God. They are playing God with this whole scenario. They're trying to control the weather, the natural plants, our bodies, and everything. And if that's not big enough for some people, I don't know what is. I, be- I believe that this is one of their main end games in this whole scenario, New World Order, whatever you want to call it. This is what they are, like, super proud of is... is being able to take control of the natural and that's that's basically what the new world order is anyway it's the the unnatural taking over the natural and it's and it's just disgusting and that's what we chant it down here on this radio show so disturbing yes, who's doing it you know well before who's doing it I mean there is these other applications um and i I would say. A lot of the other things people might have said, like this uh, spraying um, metal to reflect the sunlight back and and stop global warming. I believe that's the cover story that they give the people that are are actually dispersing it or, or part of these programs on the lower level to you know to to make them feel like they're actually doing some good and i don't know i just i just don't buy that they're just doing some good and the other thing is the science that backs it up that it that wouldn't be the case there's spraying all these metals and fibers all over this over us um it actually would heat the planet heat the atmosphere below so to to mitigate global warming i don't think so and i don't even honestly believe in global warming too much um and if that sounds crazy to some of you i i you research it, and research really, you know, beyond the, what the schools are telling you. I, I believe the colleges really put, pump out a lot of propaganda with this one. I, I really see that with college students. They're just heavy believers in this climate change, and maybe the climate's changing, but what would it be like if they weren't spraying to begin with? That's something to consider also. And uh, I, would, I would say, then investigate global warming. If they're really trying to save us, then why not tell us? We'll all go away. We'll all go back and and say, oh, okay. But looking at how everything else in our life is set up, they obviously don't love us. Um, Let's see all the poisons in the water and the food and just all this. I mean, the the way that we're treated taxes. I mean, it goes on and on. Why would they be doing something really good for us? And you know, it's 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 control freaks. So there there are these 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 uh, other applications that people talk about, and um, I believe they're doing multiple applications. And really hard to tell if they're doing all this at once. Are they always spraying those fibers? Are they always spraying those metals? We don't really know. And this is kind of this has to be guesswork because people can't just go fly up to these, com- these trails and get samples. So they have to uh, kind of just judge it on the fallout. But they, of course, have pe- researchers, researchers, grass roots researchers, have figured out what is coming out um, through samples and rain and other things, and it's very provable. So it's not like this is you know, cra- really that crazy. It's just obvious if you take a look. But so the different applications, you know, I believe that it is it is a combined effort to rule the world. It is controlling the weather, huge, huge thing. The weather, look at all the crazy weather on the planet, and especially since they've been doing these operations, they've been probably conducting these operations for about uh, maybe a little over 15 years um, pr- since the mid 90s, maybe 96. I didn't notice until ninety nine but they've been pulling out, they've been pulling this off full scale since then and And the pilots, you know who who is spraying this who who is actually who would dare spray somebody you know like this up in their their own families and stuff? So it's interesting to think about. Robert himself told me that he he believes, and he's been told that a lot of the pilots are either chipped. And they you know have to do what they they're told, or they're at remote control and um he was leaning toward the remote control one and i I lean toward that too because it makes kind of sense that that they wouldn't have to worry about as many people leaking out and that that also kind of comes into the whole nine eleven story i I believe that those planes were used by remote control. yeah, this isn't just a conspiracy theories show but we have we're left with little answers so we do have to fill in the blanks user intuition we don't really know we don't and there's been a lot of things on the internet people come out with pilots speak out and stuff but none of it seems too provable and i just i just can't seem to buy any of it but it makes a lot of sense that it would be remote control planes really hard to say but uh, that is that is huge that who who would be doing it well Obviously, they don't want everybody to know, and they don't really, um, and they want us to just conform, that's for sure, because look at the media, the media cover-up. A great movie, I would say, to uh, check out besides the, the uh, What in the World and Why in the World movies. another movie on this, and it's really, <laughs> there's not many movies on this, maybe there are now, and I don't know about them, but uh, is, what is it called, Don't Talk About the Weather. Yeah, that's what it's called. And it's a long movie. You're going to have to watch it in segments. I think it's like four hours long. I think that's maybe the flaw in it. Other than that, it's a pretty well-done movie as far as uh, just like the editing and stuff was done really well. And it kept me interested. And what really stood out in that movie is the media cover-up and how they have um, embedded it within all the different movies and they will have it in the background of of movies um i think it's even more disturbing in animated movies so someone actually had to draw people had to draw that in the background probably to get us to to get used to seeing these images that's what i'm thinking because uh animated movies like cars that's um that's so obvious they 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 put these you know Clouds in the sky. These, and, and then in the latest one, planes, I saw that one. Blatant. Unbelievable. Unbelievable in the background. When the planes are flying up, you have those, those uh, that kind of look like the wireless internet symbol. When you see the clouds, those, what, what is called harp rings, you know, from harp energy pulsing through the atmosphere. When you see that going on, well, that's what it is. And in, in the um, movie Planes, the plane flies way high up, right into that grid. Looks like some ribs. Looks like some ribs up in the air. It's just to get us used to it. I mean, I've seen this in, in a magazine before of, of Mr. Peanut, you know, the Peanut guy, in the, in, in the background. There's drawn in chemtrails, or even in, in the instructions of Legos for kids. I was over at my friend's house, and his kids were putting together Legos, on, and the instructions there actually had in the background of the of the set and every page for the instructions those fake clouds they want us to get used to these these chem clouds and and uh well it these subconscious embeds so i i recommend you check that out that movie um don't talk about the weather but anyway that's just just check it out for yourself. Start looking. They want us to do this, and I've heard this, and I'm 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 not gonna you know put out information. I don't know 100% on this, but I believe that when they remaster movies on DVD from VHS, they they have put those also in the background. And if you get a DVD where you'll see some in the background, and then you get the VHS of that, they may not have it in there. Pretty crazy, pretty crazy, but yeah. It, it is happening. So what is it doing to us? You know, how, how does it affect you? Well, I can only say it affects me. I got really sick after Y2K. I got super sick with respiratory illness, and I had this horrible cough for, for, for months, but actually this, it's never really left me. It, it gives me a wheezing in the back of my throat, and I directly relate it to this. So I directly get upset about when i'm being sprayed and you should too uh but when when they're doing a heavy day i feel sedated i feel i feel like i don't even want to get off the couch i just want to sit there all day unmotivated and just kind of just can't really think of much of a thought almost the same feeling as if you eat a bunch of msg with you know you go eat chinese food you're not sure what's in it you know i, I try to be conscious about what i eat but yeah you know sometimes you're somewhere you got to eat and you feel that feeling of this really cloudy feeling right in your forehead well that's kind of the same thing i feel when um we've had a large spray day and you know i just can't believe people aren't furious when they when they know about that i mean at least you know all these people worry about emissions coming out of cars I mean, this is way worse. Just look at the air. I mean, just for the sake of pollution, looking up at a day and just go, jeez, those jets are polluting the sky. Aren't aren't the, aren't people worried about that at all? That's just insane to me. And and so this whole this whole thing is just absolutely mind-boggling. And and uh, there's so much more to cover on it, and, and that's why I'm going to stretch it out into multiple shows. I mean, I see that time's passing by pretty quickly, and there's a lot more to flesh out here but this is just kind of the beginning. Um, it, it's it's horrible, but the thing is, we're all in the same boat, and we're all going through it, so that is something, you know, it's not like we we can all be afraid together, I guess, but we shouldn't be afraid, and I'm not trying to get anybody afraid from this information. But here, it's a lot to digest, especially if you're a newcomer to the information, and there's a lot more to share. I also have shared this on some radio shows, um, or just actually Bob Tuskin's show. If you ever listen to Bob Tuscan he's a good man. He he has a great show. True speaker himself does a much better show than I can do here. Um, you know, he's he's uh, on on an actual show show. So he he does. You catch him. Um, I can't remember the dates. I broke this news. I, I'd have to look it up. But a little bit to digest and. It is something to think about. This whole this whole chemtrail thing is huge. Bigger than almost anything I can imagine going on earth. But let's take a break.
1: at balsam heart facility. Mind control and the fibers broken even stopped fertility. Poison clouds that follow our mark jets, we call them chemtrails. Control the glow, they spray the skies, it's easy, we just inhale. They spray the sky. You can even see it with your name. Get out, just to leave the trail that will not fade. Goodbye. watch your sunny's turn into shades. So why? People don't believe me, they say pay. No mind, if anything on earth is really changed. These cups I speak the truth, I may day. Just lie. If you live this lie, then you're okay. These crazy times. Champ tramps. So this is a call. For people out there that are thinking freely, mm-hmm. listen involved in breaking down everything that keeps our freedom Time to expose this operation, talk to the population Hours of the globe, is congregating. congregate on top of this domination Everywhere you look, looking, at, you're gonna see that hazy Breathing your chemicals that'll alter us and change our lives NATO and other countries form formed some kind of big and lies And love when you tell the truth, tell the mold to do they spray the skies Wait, wait a minute, um, what are you guys talking about here?
2: We're talking about chemtrails. That's right. Welcome back. So this is the solutions part of it. And it's hard to give out solutions to something like this. This is um, a much bigger bigger um, thing than, like, one person can handle you can just take apart. It takes a lot of us. But I would say um, out of all the information that I received from this guy, Robert, that was most helpful to me was in the solution category, and the one thing that he gave me out of any all this all of this was what's called the wine rinse, and I've, I've shared this a little bit on the Bob Tuscan show, but I thought I'd kind of more flesh it out here with a little bit more uh, time to spare, um, because you know this is a huge thing. This is this is this is so big because you can avoid eating the horrible foods out there, and you can avoid drinking the fluoride in the water, you know, all the ingredients in the foods from uh, MSG to aspartame to genetically modified foods and horrible oils that don't digest in your body. And you don't have to microwave your food if you don't want to. Um, you also don't have to take vaccinations, and you don't need to... Uh, Get involved with all these toxins getting in our body, except this one. It goes on everybody. So how do we get it out of our body? Now this is an interesting thing that you can do at your home, and uh, the the method is simple. I would say that uh, it might seem a little crazy to even be doing it at first, but it, it the effects are are well worth it and I, I would like to get some feedback back on how people feel afterwards. Um, here's how you do it. Now, basically, the, the wire, the Morgellons that Robert was talking about, are very difficult to emit from the body because they have like barbed-like features that cling onto our insides. So this getting this out of us is um, very Rigorous, you 've got to really work at it, so you've got to want to get this out of your body, but not only is it these things that you get out of your body, also the metals. And I don't know if the wine rinse really takes out these, these metals like aluminum and barium that they found in the samples and, and strontium. Um, there, are, there are herbs that we can help. Cilantro is a good one, um, natural things that grow that can help help get this, get your body cleansed of metals you can take metal detoxes but this one I mainly think is for these fibers and possibly it gets out other things but here it goes anyway you need to get what's called hypericum perforatum it comes in these little homeopathic bottles you can get in any old health food store they're little sugar capsules and you take about four of them put them in your upper lip and you know maybe kind of swish them around a little bit and what you're doing is you're trying to open up the pores inside your gums. You want to do this 15 minutes prior to doing the actual swish with the wine. And yeah, it's red wine you need. So you need to get any cheap red wine will do. Don't spend a lot of money. Just get a $5 table wine, but the trick is you got to let it let it turn. So open it up maybe a week before you do it or maybe more, however it takes to make it go sour and no, no longer good for drinking. And why you want to do this, it makes it a stronger compound. That seems like, in my experience, the darker ones like Cabernet work a little bit better than the, um, the lighter reds. So what you do is you take a, a swish in your mouth, you know, nothing, nothing huge, just a nice amount in the mouth, and you swish around vigorously and violently, and it should probably make kind of a noise like... Hopefully that can be heard. And what, that, what you're doing is do it for about 30 seconds, then gargle really well at the back of your throat. And this burns a little bit. You It's alcohol. You know? So you want to spit it out. But gargle at the back of the throat is key. And uh, Robert... Recommended to think low vibrational thoughts while doing this because this is a low vibrational thing they're doing, and it helps if you think like it to get it out. And that's debatable, maybe, but I, I believe that it, it probably does have an effect somehow, some way. And uh, believe what you will with that, I guess. But still, take that, switch around really hard, plug up your sink in your in your. I should have mentioned this before. Plug up your sink in your in your bathroom and fill it up with some water so you can see what you're spitting out because it's it gets interesting. Now you've you've already taken those Hypericum perforatum fifteen minutes before you started this. Now you can continue to do this switching in the mouth for thirty seconds, gargling, spitting in the water. And when you spit this stuff out, you may see Um, some black stuff along with little pieces of pulp. The pulp would be a lighter purple clumps, and that's normal. That's wine, right? And it may take a few swishes to get anything out, but the black stuff is most likely the metals and all that kind of stuff. But what you'll find in in this spit is you'll find these, these little strands that are thinner than a human hair, and those are supposedly the fibers, the polymer fibers, I'm talking about within this compound, and it's it's insane to see what you get. You get these little strands of of uh, fibers. Now, how long it takes to do this? Everybody's different. I've done it with different people, different results. Everybody's body's different, but you generally, I would say, after about five rinses, you should take a. Um, with apple cider vinegar and do the same thing just like you're doing with the wine but with the apple cider vinegar and do that Swish it around spit it out and then, then go back to the wine again and I would do about I would do about 15 times or so and and you will at one point through this process start getting this black stuff out and it's not just the wine I mean you can take wine you can shake it up as hard as you want and it's not going to come out like that this is some other stuff that is very different, and it's a strange compound. It's, um, you'd see it for yourself. Enough of it before has actually clogged up the sink. It's disgusting. It's absolutely disgusting. But here's the thing. After you're done with that, see how you feel. It goes into the next day. You'll have this clear-headed feeling right above your forehead. And what it's doing is it's breaking your conductivity with harp. And all these devices around you, and you feel a lot lighter, freer. And I just, I, I uh, encourage try it out. You know, um, it, it's it's uh, the breaking you as a human antenna, and you will feel really clear in your third eye chakra area. You know that whole thing. You you'll feel really clear and kind of kind of just lighter. It's it's of course different for everybody, but it it really is a a uh, uh, a real solution to this, because really, okay, I don't know how we can stop everything you know going on above our heads, but at least we can um, cleanse our bodies, and that's really important. Uh, here's something I forgot to mention: somebody actually made a video of this uh, with my music and put it online. It will say Wine Wine dot mov, and it's on YouTube just google up wine rinse dot m-o-v it's not the best video it's just a homemade little thing they put some of my music in there and yes I just played a song that I, of mine I call white out I'm not trying to uh, make you know myself popular on my own show by play my own music but um, it does help me out you know if you want a little side note want to support the artist uh, I I really need the support a lot of artists need support and that's what we're going to do on this show too is get a lot of artists that are underground and successful in what they do and I feel the same I've been doing music for a really long time and if you would like to buy my album it is uh, called Waking the Systemites it's um, $11 and just write me at music at gmail.com I'll send you the CD instead of the download and it helps support the artist. That song, White Out, is actually a, a, a single all by itself, but if you uh, send for the album, I'll give you a free copy of Whiteout. Out. So back to the solutions. We are running out of time, I think. Oh, yeah. Well, we're not... Okay, well, here's another solution, and this was given to me by a lady who is um, good at energy healing and working With that that realm, and she told me that um, since we're getting so bombarded by radio waves, you know, with these sort of cell phones, but all this stuff all over the time, all the time, it's like being exposed to an X-ray all the time. And so we're getting a lot of radiation, of course, from Fukushima too. But this is a a simple another another simple solution. Just take an Epsom salt bath. But what you do is you um, take a whole bag of Epsom salt, throw it in a hot bath, take about six lemons and squeeze them into the water, and soak for about 15 or 20 minutes. And it also breaks our conductivity with, with uh, these crazy mechanisms out there. And um, it's good after any sort of exposure through the airport. It helps... Um, balance and ionize our bodies so it's, it's good for us So that's, that's another small solution we can do for our bodies I ran into um, a lady who does it with essential oils, just google up chemtrails, how I detox from exposure, survival tips for preparedness and products that does cost more money than these other solutions um, I have tried it, I haven't been able to try it with one of the herbs she has on there It's too expensive, but it is. If you can afford it, try all that. Try also clearing your chakras with tapping. That's something you should Google up. um, That that can help, you know, kind of clear out your body. Because this is a constant bombardment, and we're trying to be put on a frequency, and it's it's insane. It's absolutely crazy. But this is why I break this information. I don't break it to scare you. Put out fear. I I think what this can do is it it offers us a way to look at the world differently. You, You can visually see what's going on, and and it opens you up into a whole bigger world. Once you start to peel the the onion, the layers of the peel the wallpaper. That's what I'll call it. You know, it it shows us also not to trust the controllers anymore. If they're trying to do this, then why what else are they trying to do? And and that's the thing. It hopefully it, it, in my mind and in, in in my my circle of friends, we would think of it like, okay, well here's an excuse not to serve them anymore. This is an excuse to 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 leave all this because this is not what we want. And so, of course, that's a bigger topic I've already been discussed on some shows but to be fleshed out more leaving all this and doing doing what we want to do on earth of course they won't leave us alone and that's a real big problem you know um and yeah you're going to get upset that's that's the that's what that is the the exact feeling you should be getting it's upset but should you be getting upset and ruining your day and discontinuing your life? No. A lot of us have families to feed. You know, I really feel sorry for people that have children who who are growing up in this world because look at the world that they're they're trying to make for them. This this what what is it gonna be like in the wild with all this fallout? So yeah. But it shows you in the face what's really going on. And I feel that that it is actually a good thing. It is it is a good thing to if if one thing to to uh, really turn us away from all this, just look up. And this is just part one of this series of into this topic. It's going to be huge. Um, uh, well, you know, not huge. What we're going to, you know, get some good guests on here. Um, go ahead and look on the upcoming shows. Who's going to come on? And uh, yeah, this is this is just a, a fleshing out. Uh, and beginning discussion of this. I feel like tonight I'm really lost because I I had all these notes that I wanted to kind of go over about this. I don't even know where I put them. They just suddenly disappeared right before the show. So I may have missed a few points, and I'm running low on time. So uh, another discussion another time. But this is part one in the series of Skyfall, and uh, we'll continue talking about this and fleshing this out next with our special guest filmmaker Michael Murphy anyway till then chant down Babylon you guys keep chanting it down um, keep in touch send your emails I love your emails take care and, and uh, be a warrior not a warrior
3: The truth exposed, so people see the light. Let's jet it down so we can know. It's simple, we just break it down to little bits so we can process all. Make the switch the elevate of the conscious mode. And it's beneficial, we can get this concept road. We get the future generations who wanna stop the whole thing. With the message in the we can start a post. Shaking and assimilating, getting lots of knowledge Breaking up the population, trying to stop hypnosis
1: Chant it Down Radio's coming to you live from the Hawaiian Islands Coming from the perspective of complete freedom Coming from wisdom outside the system and then some. Um, this is a mouthpiece of the natural earth forgotten At this point in time, humanity's been kept from the truth So Chant it Down Radio offers the coordinates to a path out you're searching for something whole Cause what you see, real life You're watching this world unfold The truth beneath the lies Rekindling what's been stole. The need to free one's mind Uncover the truth they expose
3: So people see the light Let's shut it down it's simple we just break it down a little bit so we can process all. Make the switch to elevate yourself to conscious mode. And it's beneficial, so we can get this kind of frozen. If get the future generations we just wanna stop the whole thing. With the method similar city, we can start a Taking in the simulating, getting lots of numbers. Waking up the buffer, we just try to stop hypnosis. Try to stop hypnosis. Welcome all of you out there, welcome back to Channit Down Radio. Sorry for the uh, technical difficulties here uh, if you try to tune in at 3 o'clock. Uh, had some problems, and um, it's not uncommon in this kind of thing. But welcome back. Welcome back to Channet Down Radio. The website is ChannetDownRadio.com. I'm your host, Loomis. This is episode 101. Uh, this particular episode is part 9 of what I call the Real Skyfall series. Skyfall is a movie, but this is Real Skyfall we are talking about such a critical topic here, one that I've kept going on and on about, and that's why this is part nine. Uh, we're talking about one of the biggest issues that the planet has ever faced, and yet so few take it seriously or even know what's going on right above their heads. This this issue is no other than the chemtrail operations that are taking place in our skies, geoengineering, whatever you want to call it. Uh, chemtrail's Open up a bigger door. It shows you no matter who's president, they still do it. It's global. I myself have been to six out of the eight continents, and I've seen it all over planet Earth. And it shows you the undeniable evidence of a global shadow government at work, something much deeper than most people are willing to face. But it's time we must face it. And it's being done without anyone's permission complete violation of our natural rights and the planet. I mean, you don't have to drink fluoride. You don't have to eat GMO foods. You don't have to put your food in the microwave. You don't have to get vaccinations, but you do have to breathe air, and that's a direct violation of our natural rights. So being that this is Part 9, and if you're new to this subject, uh, you can. I would recommend going to the website and listening to the other parts of this series. You don't have to, but work your way through. But I'm going to jump deep into this subject with my guest today, who is Matt Landman, the creator of Franken-Skies. See the documentary. That would also be a great prerequisite to this uh, interview. But, yeah, get educated. I think it's the best film on chemtrails up to date. Matt is a passionate activist and has thrown two global summits on chemtrails, I really enjoy his work and passion to put out the truth and he chants it down. Welcome to the show, uh, Matt Landman.
4: Thank you so much for having me. It's a pleasure.
3: Thanks for coming on. Appreciate it. And uh, yeah, let's get right into this. Um, What set you to go through the effort to put out a film like this?
4: Uh, Well, when I... When I finally woke up to it, which is pretty recent in the whole scheme of things for me, I had seen uh, loose change, actually, uh, props to Dylan Avery, and woken up to nine eleven 11 quite some time ago, um, at least 10 years ago, you know. And I knew that conspiracies existed and such, and I actually had learned about fluoride. But I never knew about this one until... Um, I was working on a farm in Northern California, and I witnessed obvious uh, weather manipulation. We had these dark clouds coming off the Pacific Ocean. It was our seasonal storm that, that the Pacific Northwest usually gets around October, November. And then and only then did these planes show up and grid the sky, and we didn't get any rain. And I was out there watching it because I was harvesting pumpkins thinking we were going to have rot in the squash in the, in the farm that I was working at. So once I started completely opening my eyes to it and seeing the agenda at hand and realizing that no one at all knew about it, like none of my peers, nobody I talked to on the streets, none of my professors, no one knew or even had any reference at all. And then maybe you find someone and you say the word chemtrails and they would know the disinformation and not the actual truth about it all. So ultimately I got to a point where I wasn't happy with the films that existed. I wasn't happy with the activists in the, in this space, uh, nor did I trust all of them. And so I wanted to take it into my own hand and at least make an awesome movie. So that's, that was how it kind of started is I I started filming and I got some interviews under my belt and then I thought, well, how am I going to get all these activists together and save myself some money? And so I, flew um, some activists in from Europe and and had some um, other local activists come in to the first annual Global Chemtrail Summit in Vancouver. And I, that's how it all really got going, is I got some footage from there. A lot of that footage um, I didn't even include in the film because I got better footage the next year, the second Global Chemtrail Summit and what have you. But yeah, ultimately it was the fact that um, no one had heard enough about it, so I decided to, to devote my life to the topic day in, day out, and try to um, be that person that brought that truth to to the world.
3: Well, I'm glad you did. And your reaction is what everybody should be doing when they find out about this. Um, Not like a lot of the reactions I get, people kind of go, yeah, I've heard about that. Or, you know, I mean, it's kind of like the house is on fire and you got to put it out reaction because it is immediate and it's and it's so important, I, I, I don't see how anybody would not go to the reaction that you did that finds out about it.
4: Yeah, I, I can respond to that. Um, we we're entrained to we we've been conditioned and programmed in. Uh, it's it's just condition conditioning, right? We've been uh, pre-programmed and conditioned. To accept almost everything, okay, so um and pardon me if it, if it gets a little windy, I decided to come up. I just moved to Sedona, Arizona, and there's this um there's this space near my house in the red rocks in the dried up riverbed where I'm doing the show from, so if it gets a little windy bear with me but I'm outside and tuned in, so it's awesome okay, so um no the question what was the question on that one?
3: Oh, no, it wasn't a question. I was just saying that, um, you know, people should be reacting how you did and not just kind of like, yeah, I've heard about that, you know, and it's just okay. it's just uh, often a reaction I get from people kind of just like, oh, yeah, uh, you know, It nobody should be like, oh, yeah, it's like it's immediate. It's like it's crucial, critical.
4: Well, what's really interesting, and, and sorry, I spaced for a second. What I wanted to say about that is – that I do a lot of grassroots activism, just like yourself. I talk to a lot of people about a lot of things, and I've heard that before. And I've analyzed that a lot and thought about it and reanalyzed it. And as of late, there's even newer information, right? I'm, I got really lucky with the timing of the film because they were releasing these new cloud names, and they were actually pitching solar geoengineering, a.k.a. chemtrails, as a solution to global warming that they're going to launch in Tucson this coming spring, right? Um, they're looking to fully yeah. deploy globally, and it's just it's, it's pushing the envelope to the extreme. So now on the streets when I'm talking to people and passing off flyers, passing on my DVD, what have you, I'm like, yeah, well, have you heard of solar geoengineering? Um, there's this agenda to block out the sun. It's called solar radiation management. There's actually a solar radiation management and governance body already in place. You can look up solar radiation management and governance srmgi.com. And they, and you know what they say because they because the masses have been um, pre-programmed. Um, what do they call it? Um, where they set it in your head early, and then you we've been it, it's preemptive programming, right? It's preemptive.
3: Yeah. And social the engineering. The power that
4: be. Yeah, it's social engineering, it's normalization, but the preemptive programming. I was just shocked because everyone says, "Oh, you mean like the Matrix?" And I realized that they've yeah. been at this. They've had this plan for a long, long time, and they've worked it into Hollywood. So people, I mean, I, I, almost everyone saw the Matrix, matrix um, from my generation and yours. I'm assuming you've seen the Matrix, right? And in this dystopian oh, yeah. future, mankind in this dystopian future attempts to save the planet by blocking up the sun, and they fail, and it's and it's a tragedy, right? Well. That's exactly the future we're walking into. Man is trying to save the, quote-unquote, save the planet, even though it's this, um Hegelian dialectic problem, reaction, solution, where they're creating the problem and giving us the solution, all this stuff. But either way, man's, quote, trying to save the planet. They're going to try to block out the sun, and they're going to fail. It's the same thing. So we've been pre-programmed already to it so that conditioning so deep that people say exactly that. They go, oh, yeah, I know. It's crazy, huh? You know what I'm saying? If they hadn't been pre-programmed, they'd be upset. Trust me.
3: It, yeah, it, predictive programming. And it, and it's a running joke for a lot of people, too. You know, it's like, oh, chemtrails, yeah. You know, you, you get that a lot. And so it's already been put in the minds of the people also not to care and that it's not a critical issue because it's some conspiracy theory, in which that actual word was made up by the CIA in order to discredit the the idea of that word. And so everybody kind of, when they hear that, they, they turn off. It's like it's already in their brain.
4: Exactly. Uh, They're, the CIA I, is very strategic, very smart about it. Operation Mockingbird, that's called, and they did that.
3: Yeah, 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 that's it, that's it. And it's it's crazy how this interview um, all kind of lined up. I just want to give you a little backstory. I was um, uh, just... Yeah, I was just uh, listening to podcasts, and I heard you you on, uh, I think it was Ground Zero like two weeks ago, and I was like, oh, well, there's a movie that you made, so I checked out Franken-Skies, and, and then all of a sudden, I felt, you know, all this stuff happened, this weather, this crazy weather. We had Hurricane Harvey, Irma, uh, not to mention the West Coast has got all these wildfires, and I mean, you can even go as far as the crazy, the earthquake in Mexico, and these crazy lights in the sky and that it it's um i felt like that now is like the time to give the audience a real dose of what these programs are doing to our planet because they're already blaming all these natural disasters on climate change but we know what's really changing our climate and i don't know about you matt but the only climate change that i know about is from these programs If there really is global warming, there's no way to even tell unless they stop spraying these and using uh, uh, ionospheric heaters. And so do you see the latest weather events directly correlated to uh, the geoengineering?
4: The answer to that short answer is yes, definitely. Definitely. Um, The long answer is that's awesome that you know the word ionospheric heater. You cannot have the global warming conversation if you're not talking about atmospheric uh, heating manipulation with these ionospheric heaters. So for people that don't know, it's kind of long and complex, and I know I'm preaching to the choir and some people, but there's this Harp technology, H-A-A-R-P, and it stands for, I believe, High Active Auroral Research Program, something like that. And the, um, the technology is, the original technology was stolen from Nikola Tesla and built in Alaska, and they were looking to superheat the ionosphere, which is a layer of the atmosphere. Okay, you've got troposphere, um, you know, all these different layers to it all. And where the ionosphere lies is where the jet stream lies, so that's where you w- they would want to manipulate it for weather control. And what they learned is by creating this array of antennas, like this football field-looking square of antennas in Alaska, they could directionalize this frequencies that they pulse out of the antennas into one focal point in the sky, in the ionosphere, and they could heat in the sky with this technology. Well, then they learned, well, if we throw out some aerosolized nanoparticulate metallics where we're superheating the atmosphere, we can we can superheat it even faster, even more so. And if you can superheat the ionosphere, you create this upward draft current because the temperature down low is not superheated. And so it goes up, right? And so if you can create a channel of upward airflow, you can create cyclones and you can, um, make hurricanes really big, right? So this recent discovery from, um, I guess the attribution goes to this anonymous fellow by the name of weather war one Oh one. And now a lot of people are running with it. Activist Raphael O'Neill. I just interviewed because um, I was co I was guest hosting that Jordan Maxwell show last week, but either way, um, a lot of activists are not picking up on this and publishing articles on it. You can find it in the Liberty beacon if you um, look up Weather War 101 in the Liberty Beacon, you can find access to this information. Um, and he also has a YouTube channel. But what it is, and it's very critical, pivotal, amazing information and new. So these ionosphere heaters that you referenced, um, it's Harp technology that's been perfected and um, shrank down. So now they don't need a football field size antenna array like they did when they first started this research, like fifty 60 years ago. Um, What they now have are these NEXRAD stations that can do just that with with, I guess lasers. They're they're superheating the ionosphere with these smaller stations and some of them are mobile. Right? Well, the ones that are mobile on boats Mm -hmm. and stuff you know, those aren't as easy to follow but they do have stations on the ground. Right? And the stations on the ground Okay, the stations on the ground are in um, like on the Gulf, like along the Gulf of Mexico and what have you, like in Texas and stuff like that. Right. And the storm hurricane, they've already the researchers have already rooted back five storms, Katrina, Irma, Harvey, that these storms just happen to go from next red station to next red station to next red station. And so once they get over top of the next registration, station, the ionosphere above them is superheated and the storm gets bigger and stronger. Okay, So if we yeah. can predict the exact next location of the storm, like we know that it's going to go from here to there to there to there to there to there, right? And it's just sitting over top of these next radiations stations as the ionosphere is superheated and they add chemtrails to these things. Uh, I think it's kind of um, pivotal, pivotal, critical information to, to share with people to really convince them that this weather warfare agenda is at hand. So there's that for one. There's also the Hurricane Atmospheric Modification Project (HAMP), where the U.S. Air Force put uh, black carbon soot aerosolized, this public knowledge, aerosolized into Kim tra- into um, hurricane, thinking. Well, they they qu- quotably said that they thought they were going to lessen the hurricane, but they exacerbated, it, and that's how Katrina got so big. But I think they do it on purpose to aggravate the storms and make them larger. And I've given these, pre- and this is the last thing I'll say about hurricane. I've given a presentation about Kim trails, and I like to include Hurricane Joaquin. Hurricane Joaquin was a few summers ago in the Atlantic on um, the coast of South Carolina. And Hurricane Joaquin, it had this weaponized arm that just came off the side of the hurricane. And as the hurricane spun, all of the energy went into an arm for 24 hours, and it was deemed an atmospheric river fire hose the first of the kind ever recorded, this fire hose comes off the side of a hurricane, and as the hurricane spins, this one hose just sits there and literally attacks this one area of South Carolina. They call it a thousand-year flood and, you know, killed a bunch of people and all this stuff. But it was it was an experiment. They weaponized this hurricane. They have directional arms they can pull off these things. And it was, if you look at the images, um, satellite images and what have you, or high-altitude images, you can see it's pretty obvious. Like, hurricanes don't act that way, you know. So there's there's some serious... Um, nefarious stuff at at hand
3: right now maybe for the audience out there just kind of to help them or anybody can, it's easy to get confused and when I talk to people about it as well um, why would somebody d- destroy what would be the reason to make a hurricane work and destroy something and who, who would be behind it I mean it seemed for a lot of people it's hard to swallow that you know maybe the the United States would use a, a hurricane not really the United States the global list but you know use a hurricane to destroy uh, you know a city such as Houston
4: um, okay well there's, there's different layers of the answer and it depends on who we're talking to um, one thing is everything that the the Whoever it is behind the scenes that's seemingly evil they they pray they prey on us and live on fear. So all these different things are just fear based to to um, make fear on earth, right? Like different false flags and all this. they're fear mongers yeah. and in doing so, they can play out any scenario they want. the The Hegelian dialectic, this George Hegel German, I believe um, philosopher, he created this master slave dialectics, this way of speaking to corner um, the slaves into a situation where they have no choice but to, to do what you want them to do. So you create a problem, and you already have the solution ready, but you, you stage the problem so that you know how they're going to react, <clears throat> and you know that your solution is the only one that they're going to be able to accept because that's the only one that you're going to give them. So in the very middle of that, that problem, reaction, solution, the reaction is fear, Right. So anytime they're creating fear, they can get their way is one answer. The second answer is um, I don't think that the United States necessarily won World War Two. I think that Hollywood and the, the every, everything, Hollywood, NASA and the CIA and most government bodies were taken over by Nazis. Um, after the war, I don't Project think the history clip. that we've been told is totally fabricated. You know what I mean? Correct. Project like
3: Paperclip.
4: Yeah. Yeah. Operation Paperclip. A thousand Nazi scientists brought over. NASA gets fifty-four million dollars a day to do what? Right. They have the charged aerosol release experiment where they make chemtrails. They make noctilucent clouds. They're ionized. They're radioactive. Using barium, strontium, aluminum. Even cadmium, they're very harmful. And they, NASA says that they use the atmosphere as a laboratory to create these ionized radioactive clouds. NASA is, if you really dig into them, they're totally fabricated, almost everything. And if you really keep digging into certain things, like Operation High Jump, and it gets, I mean, it just gets really deep and, and weird. But really, ultimately, the, I mean... That answer is not is not okay with with most people. So so the the short answer of that is there's a rogue treasonous element that's within our government that's operating black ops after 9 11. There's a lot of black ops projects. I mean, half of our military is black ops. So after 9 11, half of our military was completely secretive, and those checks that are getting um, sent to them, the people. That are signing the checks, they don't even know where the money is going, right? So there's enough wiggle room for uh, it's. There's been a coup, and JFK tried to expose these these treasonous um, rogue element. JFK tried to expose them, and it's connected to the Federal Reserve, right? It's connected to everything. But JFK got killed for trying to um, bring some truth and light to the the treason behind the scenes. So. I mean, okay. I guess that's the only way you can really answer that without beating around the bush, in my opinion. You know, people don't want to see the dark side yeah. of any of it, but if they, if you look deep enough, like my website, actualactivist.com, I talk about fluoride, vaccines, chemtrails, GMO. All four of those things, that's our air, our food, our water, our health care. It's all been hijacked to attack us. You know what I mean? It's like what better explanation is it than there's, Nazis that are that are still we're still at war, right? But it's covert. It's pretty it's pretty scary. But it's an manipulation of our mind, our frequency. It's gotten deeper. It's not just guns and uh, bullets anymore.
3: No, no, and weaponized media. Um, everything being controlled. Everything that we feed our brains and our bodies is weaponized now. Um. So let's take a little. Let's talk a little bit about these different programs. Um, let me tell you a quick little story here. I just so I was able to go get knowledge from an insider back in 2008. My ex introduced me to someone who was a quote unquote to this stuff too. She thought I'd be interested in talking with him, and I hate that, by the way, but when people are. Uh, you know, think it's like some kind of hobby I'm into when, when activism is, you know, from the heart. But anyway, sidetrack. Uh, this man was or claimed to be the son of a CIA scientist, and he showed me photos. And I don't see why he would make this up, but he really broke it down to me, a lot of things. He told me, yes, it's about weather control. It's about using the weather as a weapon. Uh, He told me it was about biological experimentation, as as samples from people like Clifford Carnicom have found um, freeze-dried red blood cells and water samples. And and it's about dumbing us down. I mean, I feel like I can't concentrate sometimes after a big spray, Um, so I feel like that's connected to it too. But this guy told me that the polymer... Nano-self-replicating fibers are the crown jewel of this operation, that these particulates form an antenna from the crown of our heads down to our spine to our reproductive organs, and that these particulates are in all of us. So grassroots researchers have found samples of blood, urine, you name it, out of the body. And all these nanoparticulates are conducted to HARP, like you talked about, but they also transmit into smaller antennas then transmit into things in our own homes, such as wi uh, smart meters, your phone, HDTV, which then transmits into the fibers within us. So, um, when he told me that that hit home, you know, it's about total domination of everything on this planet. And, um, basically these global elite leave no stone unturned. So, um, let's talk a little bit about these different programs if we can. Is, is there a way to know if they're doing all of these at one time or sometimes one or sometimes another?
4: Wow. So, so you're awesome. I'm really happy that you're that well-researched um, and yes, the self-replicating carbon nanotubes—they're—they're they're very real and very serious. Um, I've had someone, um, a recent, a recent activist. So I get a lot of stuff online. People send me a lot of stuff, and um, on Facebook, someone recently sent me this video of—they—they um, they said there was really low grayish chemtrails being sprayed, and then they came out and this web had formed but like for instance um there was like a stick in the ground and it pointed up and the web had gotten like torn as it fall- fell and it was like around it like it was falling out of the sky as a web if that makes any sense right and so you could tell in certain spots and she yeah. filmed it and sent it to me and um one of the webs that had that had um I would I think it self replicated in the grass because there was this patch of grass where there was no grass, and the web it had a screen to it, and as she tilted the camera, it literally looked like this digital holographic screen on the face of the web. It was just it was extremely fascinating. Um, so to answer your question. I mean, there's no way to know what we're getting sprayed with at certain times. If you start to look at the sky differently, like through the lens that you and I look at it at, for instance, you start mm-hmm. to see that there's a, a a whole ballet of stuff going on up there. We've got um, – if you even just look at the trajectory of the spraying, there's actually barium-release rockets. These barium-release rockets, you can't hardly even see – a plane at the front because there is no plane at the front right it looks low to the ground because it is low to the wow. ground and the shorter trail coming off it is just the way that the barium looks right and the trajectory looks like it's a rocket either going up or coming down because it is a rocket going up or coming down um so that's part of it right when they're mixing chemicals and you can see that they act differently the ones that act really weird and different, I bet you that's really weird and different stuff, you know what I'm saying? And on those days I'm praying for rain so that I can get it and put it in a jar and get it to the right people I'm ultimately um, I'm growing my hair out and I didn't know why but I think it's because I'm moving around and getting exposed to everything and then I'm going to figure out what's in my DNA because of all of this exposure and create a homeopathic remedy to, to cure all the truthers so that we don't have to be affected by this A.I. Um, agenda. Um, so, so so there's that. I don't know. I can't really. I mean, I, honestly, I can't really answer the question 100%. That's what the sequel of my film is going to dig into. There's a lot of specialists on the matter. Um, I'm, I'm connected to everyone. I mean, if you have any suggestions, please throw them out there besides Clifford Carnicom. But I've connected with Kara St. Louis, um, H- Harold Krause-Vela. And um, Sophia Smallstorm and Alana Freeland, and they seem to be the people in the know on the biological element of it. Um, but that's all I have found thus far, and it's, it's, a, very, it's a very fishy thing. And then people are, people are telling me to take a, a bath in a third cup, borax third cup, sea salt third cup, Epsom salt, and that starts to pull the nanoparticulate nanobots, the, the self-replicating carbon nanotubes out of the out of your feet and what have you—it's like a detox bath. So I started doing that, and then my friend, um, she's really into that at all because some of our friends are getting more gallons, you know, and like the the car, the, the stuff is replicated so fast yeah. inside them that it's coming out of their skin, and that's part of the Wi-Fi EMF agenda. So, okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna segue into that really quick. So Russia did a lot of research on this 5G, Internet of Things, Wi-Fi nonsense, um, wireless technology um, back in the 50s, 60s, 70s, and they decided it was too harmful to human health, and so they put in fiber optics all over the country of Russia, right? They don't have this 5G rollout coming like we do and all this um, wireless because they know how bad it is. So there is some research out of Russia, and I found an amazing document, and I do want to go over there for the sequel if I can get – the money together to film some um, scientists that are uh, well versed in the research but one thing that I uncovered or that I learned that was uncovered was that um, EMS electromagnetic frequency radiation which comes off of like cell phones and stuff but a lot of it comes off of even more comes off of smartphones and all these new towers and these new internet of things everything right 5G technology it yeah. makes Fungus and bacteria and all this other stuff like those self-replicating carbon fiber nanotubes, it makes them grow faster. So in my research, I found a gentleman who had gotten a smart meter just recently on the other side of his wall where he lived for over a decade with his safe. And inside the safe, mold was growing like crazy, but he didn't know why until he attributed it to the smart meter on the other side of the wall. So people that have candida or cancer or any of this stuff, or that those, those um, carbon nanotubes in your body, they get to replicate way, way faster in, in your body when you're, when you're around this EMF uh, radiation. So it's really deep and dark and, right. and I have to uncover it in my sequel to Frankenstein, which I'm just getting together right now.
3: Right. That's definitely advanced level stuff for anybody just getting into this. Cause it's, it sounds unbelievable. When I found out about it or when I heard from this guy, I I didn't want to believe it, but um, he showed me a remedy, and I'm not sure if you've really heard about the wine rinse at all.
4: Yeah, I have. Um, you swish wine in your mouth, and you spit it out, and, and somehow it comes through your gum, and that's kind of like um, swishing around coconut oil, that the different toxins are pulled through your gums if you do that. Um yeah oil pulling, they call it, oil pulling. Um, another activist yeah. friend did this did this nano bucket um, nano bucket thing, and she sticks her feet in this bucket of water with this electric kind of zap magnet kind of thing. I don't know exactly what's going on exa- with that, but she said she pulled some stuff out of her feet, and she put it under a microscope and said it to me, and it looked like it, I mean, it was these little fibers that were kind of trying to connect to one another they're moving around and she had this little square in the bottom of her foot afterwards so there is there is something to it um and that's one thing i really want to find and perfect in the sequel because i don't want to just leave people hanging with that one like this the first movie um i didn't get into the health aspects because i didn't have the time and i really wanted to show the history and really show that chemtrails could exist and that they do and all that and see where the agenda is going With the next one i want to talk about the biological elements and frequency and also how we can save ourselves from it, you know?
3: Yeah, that's very important. It's always good to get into solutions when we can because it's such a huge issue. It affects every living thing on this planet. It's unbelievable. Um, maybe let's let's just talk a little bit about um, the, the planes. I mean, you were talking about something you brought to mind, how there's these trajectory rockets. I, I've noticed that sometimes it looks like these planes are flying upwards really high. Um, but, you know, uh, let, I mean, is there a possibility of no pilots? Uh, the guy that I talked to wasn't quite sure, but he was thinking that they were remote controlled planes. And what I've noticed is I've seen these planes unmarked and their flight patterns could not be commercial planes i mean because sometimes you see them circle and curve as if they you know if if you were on a passenger plane you would say wait where are we going what are we doing you know because these things curve and they're they're strange um patterns uh but you know no one's really ever come out as a pilot so there is there a good possibility that these are remote control planes
4: um, I definitely think that that when the program first started, that it was um, a mix. I think that currently, where we stand now, 2017, um, I would say the majority of it is drone-operated, definitely. And I would even say a lot of it could even be automated. So if there's a certain level of aluminum in the sky then the barium rockets go and, and mix with that or if there's not enough barium then it goes and they have um, a radar kind of system that that detects it and it's just it's automated at this point. It's such a, a vast agenda. If you look at the high altitude imagery, you can see that sometimes it takes up an entire continent, you know? And it's all it's all drones and it's all it's all high tech. I mean we have an unlimited covert military budget, and even the Federal Reserve, you know, they don't even say how much money they're printing. We don't even know where all this money is going around in circles. So, I mean, I don't, I don't have any doubt that it, it's so vast, that there's no humans at the wheel anymore. And then also, I do believe that some airlines, uh, they are um, in on it. I definitely think some airlines are in on it. And w- what I mean is say Virgin Airlines, um, I believe that they have their entire fleet even outfitted with some some sp- canisters and some spray. But it's not like the whole plane is full of chemicals. It's just like if that plane happens to be at a certain place at a certain time that needs some aluminum oxide spray, well then, you know, it's a, it's a huge conspiracy, it's a huge agenda, and a lot of players are in on it. And those planes are there then, and I believe that some of them have it built into um, the back as sprayers. Some of them have it built into it, that additives are put uh-huh. into the um, jet fuel and stuff like JP8 jet fuel has additives. I've heard. So it's it's really deep mm-hmm. and involved because some of the the planes they are spraying. I know United Arab Emirates has the largest public weather engineering program, and I've seen Emirates plane spraying over the Pacific Northwest on a daily basis.
3: Interesting. Huh. Have you ever, I mean, I've never met anybody personally, but have you or anyone you know ever followed a plane to see where it lands? Uh, No,
4: I've, I had, no, I've never, I've never experienced that um, being able to be in that position. Um, I do, however, I mean, this is just a story, you know, and you're just going to have to trust me on it. But um, I was going through a border crossing from California to Oregon, and because of the agriculture concerns, they stop you and, and ask you about if you have any Uh, fruits and your vegetables in your car and see what kind of like bugs you're bringing in, you know, like they had that in Hawaii too. They, you know, inspect your fruit and you can't bring in certain things. Well, um, I'm always, I'm always passing out flyers and telling people, you know, look at the sky, you see all these chemtrails. And this one time I did at a random border crossing, you know, state border crossing. And this gentleman, he was like, Oh, I have to talk to you. And he, he, he was total, totally nice guy, totally awake. Um, and his friend worked in the, in the, um, local airport loading the chemicals onto these military aircraft all day long. Right. And he, he didn't want to, because he feared that he would be killed. He didn't want to talk to me, but I, I, I believe the story. And I met with the border guy a few different times trying to convince his friend to come talk with me. And, um, you know, that's that's all I know about that though. No one ever approached me uh, firsthand. I know Ted Gunderson. He um, was the FBI chief for a couple cities, and and he was talking about it, and then died mysteriously. But he was calling out where the planes were taking off and landing. That's that's in the film *Franken Skies*, my movie.
3: Yeah, well, let, that segues right into the movie. Let's talk a little bit about that. Um, I think it's the best chemtrail film out there. I don't see it, say that just because I have you on, but you really dug up some real good prehistory I didn't know about and a lot of people didn't know about. Um, uh, we really enjoy the film, and uh, there's, a, there's a lot uh, uh, for everybody to mind from it. So, um, how, how do people watch your film Is, uh, or support you as a, as a
4: uh, filmmaker? Um, thanks for asking. Well, the, the film I put up on YouTube for free, and um, through there is a link to the GoFundMe if you want to please support, and a uh, $30 minimum donation will get you a DVD in the mail. Uh, the DVD has original artwork from Mirror One out of Los Angeles, and um, it's, it's great to have around, to, to be able to pass around and stuff like that. When I first launched the, the GoFundMe I didn't realize how expensive it was to send abroad. I've gotten a lot of orders from, uh, like Johannesburg and and New Zealand and stuff. So I kind of shot myself in the foot. But either way, I'm I'm getting the movie out there and I'm creating an, an amazing mailing list. So it's not really about the money, um, but I I do want to get as many films out there as possible. So the film is on YouTube. You can also uh, get to it through my website actualactivists.com which is an amazing resource for memes and what have you. And I want to turn that into a social media outlet eventually because of all the censorship we're facing on Facebook and, and whatnot. And it'll be a nice place for like-minded people to be able to come together and speak their mind and, and trade and access information. Um, so on YouTube, if you just put in Franken-skies, just like Franken-food, oh, see, I, see, I likened the um, entire Chemtrails geoengineering movement to the GMO movement. Okay? So at one point... Um, Monsanto yeah. started splicing stuff and, you know, there was some evil stuff going on behind the scenes and nobody knew, nobody knew, you know, and that was in our gener- in our lifetime, you know, that was during our lifetime. And some people that were in the know that were activist oriented and cared and cared about their children and cared about the health effects. They, they become out- became outspoken and they risked their lives. And, and some people got, you know, lost their lives. But now we go in the grocery store and we, and we know if, if we're informed enough, we know that, 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 we, that we should choose organic and we know what the health risks are for eating um, the d- dirty dozen, thin-skinned, uh, GMO-affected um, uh, fruits and vegetables and what have you. But, but we're not there yet, right? So we really need to spread the word and raise some awareness. So just like uh, GMOs were called Frankenfood. Um, you know, just like Frankenstein, but the genetically altered Franken food. Well, that's why I picked Franken skies because it is literally like this experimentation, um, crazy Frankensteining of our skies and our weather and our air. So I hope the word can even get catchy and people can, can throw it around and, you know, please look it up. Franken skies. It's on YouTube. It's 80 minutes long. The first 20, 30 minutes or 20, 25 minutes, um, talk about the history of it all right and people who aren't who are new to it they kind of um it's hard to to get through that so i may make a shorter version of the film and have a little intro at the beginning talking about what exactly the film is about and how it affects you and all this because it it just dives right into the history um but i think it's it's critical and very informative and and important to talk about the history because a lot of people they can't sink their teeth into it, you know. You know, you try to tell them the the weather is controlled, and then there's all these other layers to it, and they say, "Oh, they couldn't and wouldn't do that." Well, guess what? In 1916, a gentleman by the name of Hatfield was hired by San Diego, the city of San Diego, to make it rain, and he did. In 1916, he flooded and bursted the dams and was held responsible for it. He made it flood for three days just by building a tower 30-something feet tall and spraying. Uh, a silver uh, duct in the atmosphere, right? You can make it rain by spraying silver. You can make it not rain by spraying a, a dispersant kind of like um, aluminum X like that. So silver is um, hydroscopic, and aluminum is the opposite. So so the historical portion of Frank's Guide is important, and it walks you through it through the 60s and through Vietnam and Operation, and, um, with the Project Popeye, pardon me, and where the Ho Chi Minh Trail was flooded and weather, war, weather warfare was created and even treaties were signed directly thereafter, um, talking about the chemtrails. And Agent Orange was sprayed, one of the first biological chemtrails sprays on you know, foreign people, right, um, on foreign governments in, in war. And, and once you see, like, how much history has gone into getting to where we're at, you can finally wrap your head around the fact that this is this is real, you know? And the movie's not done super poorly um, either. You know, it's it's actually got pre- pretty decent production value and whatnot, considering, um, especially considering, oh, yeah. you know, I have no budget or anything. So it's actually a good movie. And when I see it in the theaters, I'm actually really um, surprised that it turned out, not surprised, but, you know, I'm happy with it. Um, I still plan on... You know, slimming it down and, and fixing a few things, but I was I was busting at the seams to get it out, man. I was just like, we're running out of time. I'm getting censored online. What's gonna you know what's it gonna be like in a year? They're launching it and normalizing it as a solution. You know, I, when I first started making this film, Willis, I thought bro like that I was gonna make a film telling people chemtrails existed, right? But now yeah. it's twisted all the way full circle. Just during the production of the film that I'm telling people that they're going to be telling us that chemtrails are good, <laughs> right? Like, I never thought I'd like, see the day.
3: Well, let, let's talk a little bit about that. This is something that kind of even confuses me, um, maybe. Uh, what it, you know, I always see, um, as a ground-based observer, you look up, you go, well, they're messing with the weather, if you have an open mind. Then as far as what geoengineers say, you know, they quote-unquote would do, right, block out the sun with reflected particulates. And, of course, it's been happening already. They act like it's not. And it, it doesn't even make sense anyway. I mean, I see night spraying a lot um, and sometimes cracks in the clouds will see a trail. Uh, but, of course, um, uh Sorry, I'm sort of losing my train of thought. But, of course, those, those blankets of metal, you know, they trap in heat, so you're really like causing the climate to change. Uh, what I'm trying to spit out here is, um, without sounding too convoluted, is let's say the public is all for geoengineering and they give it the green light. They're like, yes, it's good. You know, how, how will the general public even know the difference when they look up and see a plane spraying? I mean, because it's already been there. Wouldn't the masses go... Oh, those are jet trails. I always see anyway. Or I mean, or is there more to this part I'm not seeing?
4: Um, great question. Cre- uh, great question. And and no, it was it, your question was very direct, and and I know exactly w- what you're trying to say. Um, yeah, you would think you would think that people would look up and be like, "Isn't that what's going on the whole time?" But <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but they won't. They won't. Right? Um, and and so far. Um, they've been under the guise of research, right? So if you look up these papers by Kim Caldera out of Stanford and and David W. Keith out of Harvard, David W. Keith is the primary solar geoengineer. He's the boogeyman, and he gets private donations from directly from Bill Gates. And it's it's pretty diabolical. Yeah. And they have they have all the patents as well. So they're the people making a lot of money off of this full-scale deployment that they're looking to go for. But thus far, what we've witnessed is what they call research. And so when when they go full deployment, we're going to know it's going to be a global thing, and that they're literally, what they want to do is completely shroud the Earth. So they're calling it a Mount Pinatubo effect. Mount Pinatubo erupted, and it shrouded the Earth with sulfuric dust, and supposedly the temperature on the planet... Lowered one degree Celsius because of the haze that blocked the sun. Well, they claim that oh. they want, they claim that they're going to be able to do that. They met in Chicago on, I believe, May 18th, the anniversary of Mount St. Helens erupting, which is comedy, and they set up publicly the solar geoengineering governance re- regime, the solar geoengineering governance. Regime. It's a self proclaimed regime. And they talk about things like um, what reaction the public's going to have and whether they should take into consideration any human health impacts and, and what the regime, should, you know, how they're going to react in certain situations and stuff like that. But they're, but they're pushing towards a full scale launch and they're just trying to, um, for lack of a better word, brainwash the public into thinking it's okay so that they can get away with it smoothly. Um, the thing is, is we've got all these different terms confusing everybody. So one side will call it geoengineering. Another side will call it solar radiation management. Another side will call it stratospheric aerosol injections. Another side is calling it chemtrail. They're all having the same conversation. They don't even know it. Okay. So it's divided, you know, divided. We've we fall, united we stand. We can't even unite on the issue because of the terminology, and people don't even know that they're having the same conversation when they're arguing about it. So that's one thing. Um, the scary part about the whole thing is that they have governance bodies in place, and when 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 Obama signs off on it as he leaves, Congress has signed off on it, and now Trump is on board, and the media is normalizing it to the extent that, oh, wow, did you see there was a um, – there was a complete disinformation piece, and I and I'm just being walked through this, and I had no idea that, that what was going on. But had I seen my crystal ball, the timeline was just been, like of this six-month timeline that started last fall. It was it was amazing mm-hmm. um, to see the manipulation of the of the media giants. So last fall, um, I started receiving all these notifications that all these different articles were coming out on chemtrails, like like 12 articles per day for a week, you know. Um, And every single Uh major publication um, came up with an article on this study that came out of the University of California, Irvine. The study was done by the Metabunk guy, the guy that will debunk anything. He'll debunk a bike that makes electricity. He'll debunk 9-11. He'll debunk anything. He did did the scientific study saying that chemtrails don't exist. And then every single publication on Earth (laughs) ran with it saying – Um, you're an idiot if you think chemtrails exist, and then they showed a picture of a chemtrail, okay? Well, lo and behold, like three or four months later, they're saying we have a solution to global warming, and they're showing the same exact photos, but they totally conditioned the public to thinking one thing is not real, and the other thing is this miracle solution that we need, that um, people are just so deep in the trance and indoctrinated um, through all of it you know, through all every last bit of all of their conditioning, that um, they're taking it hook, line, and sinker. You know, it, it's pretty scary that people don't see what's going on, but, you know, that's our opportunity to, to wake everybody up, I guess.
3: Yeah, yeah. I mean, we got to take this. I mean, one of the big solutions to me is we got to take this out of the realm of what people consider conspiracy theory like you were saying a while ago about gmos and and things like a lot of people know about gmos um you can go to whole foods and talk to people about gmos there's this disconnect when it comes to this the conversation perimeters or, or whatever you want to call it have already been put in place where people just don't go there i mean i was in a uh, Well, I busted one of my tires on my car, so I went uh, last week, I think it was. I got a new tire, and I was sitting in that room, and I hate TV. I hate mainstream TV, so I'm sitting away from it, and I'm trying to just kind of read a book, and I hear on the TV somebody, some announcer going, Kim Trail Kathy has her head up in the clouds, and they're talking about some conspiracy theory. So I turn around, I look at the TV, and they have photos of – Jet trails, and they're they're trying to desensitize people to it, and it's like uh, it, the battle is the battle is rough out there, definitely.
4: Um, so I can you speak know to that I one. Guess, I can speak to that one. Um, yeah, really quick, or I'll try to make it quick. So Kim fell Kelly, yeah, yeah. right? She is a um, she was a senator in Arizona, and. I I saw this all unfold and I was like, what is going on here? But basically there was a a town hall meeting in Kingman, Arizona, um, recently a year or two ago. And the people were, you know, upset with, you know, the chemtrails and how low they were and obvious they were. and, And they invited her and I guess she showed up and, um, that was that. Well, the, Trump was about to nominate a senator from Arizona, right? And so there's this guy, yeah. and then there's this woman. There's this woman. There's a guy and a girl. And and uh, the woman was Kendra Kelly, or um, this woman Kelly Ward. So before Trump goes and nominates the man. They used it as an opportunity to be like, who's going to get picked, even though like this decision was already made? And then they put all of this money and media, every media outlet ran this article talking about how messed up it was that this woman senator was supporting such a stupid conspiracy and that Trump was so dumb that he might pick her right? And it was just uh-huh. like this twisted, it was a twisted uh, way of of social engineering, right? Because um, it's, yeah, it's, it's really, it, I mean, they've got an endless budget, and they know their percentage game, right? And some of us are going to look at it and be like, oh, man, what a piece of propaganda. This is BS. They're desensitizing people, making everybody... But 90% or 95% or 99% of the people are going to go, oh, man, what are chemtrails? Oh, they're they're not even real, and that's what it's telling me. And you know, they they get their mental construct formed. So then, a couple years down the line, they meet me or you, and we're trying to tell them the truth, and they don't even know where their mental construct got formed, but it's already been formed. So now you come to them with the same information, and they're like, "No, that's crazy talk. I know because Trump picked the other guy." You know what I mean?
3: Yeah, yeah. The the conversation it. People's minds have already been formed around the subject, so the battle—the battle is on, and it's deep, and it's—and it's—it's uh, uh, real, but it's—it's it's worth every bit of the battle too, because it's for everything on planet Earth. Um, what what I was going to ask you is, do you do you ever think we're on some type of time schedule? I mean, what I mean is like, I, this is the way I look at it, and. They started spraying late 90s full scale. At least I got introduced around late 90s, and most people agree, somewhere around there. And so I got so sick, by the way, when I got sprayed or when they sprayed in about 2000. I was sick for like a year with a horrible cough, and I I definitely um, link it to that. But side note, I, I remember this photo called the Santa Fe Blitz. It was like the heaviest dumping anyone had ever seen around 2000 or so. And now almost every day is a Santa Fe Blitz dumping. And so they've obviously escalated it. And then, you know, around that time then comes 9-11 and this escalation of quote-unquote terror events, you know. You know, why now? I mean, have have you ever thought that also – they're ramping it up to maybe like you were saying, turn on, um, 5g everywhere, or, you know, maybe there's something that is time sensitive in our bodies that they can switch on.
4: Um, I've thought about this before and I, I'm uh, upon the firm belief that we have an ever evolving DNA. I think that humanity, um, has an evolution of consciousness that involves our DNA, um, evolving into something different. Uh, I think that the ebb and flow of the sun and the setting sun and the different frequencies that the sunlight puts off, it might have something to do with that, which is one reason why it's disrupted. And, the, and often sunsets are, are seemingly targeted by the chemtrail spray. I think well, mm-hmm. you know I try to think about well, why are they trying to turn us into antennas and put all these self replicating highly advanced carbon fiber nanotubes in our body that seem to interact and, and disrupt our DNA along with the the frequency agenda with the 5 g and stuff that disrupts our DNA It's because we have an evolving DNA right um, I think that what? the powers I think that the powers that be they know somehow they're in the know on certain it, um, events on our timeline and that's why they chose certain time frame to do certain things like 9-11. You know, I don't think 9-11 was necessarily supposed to be on this, on our timeline. You know, I don't think that um, any of this really manipulative, messed up stuff is, is supposed to be happening and I believe that um, a lot of us like-minded activist kind of people are 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 like here to, here to um, counteract that uh, disruption. You know this, that mm-hmm. disruption in the force, right? Because, because ultimately, as you dig deeper, you find a, a really crazy darkness to it all, right? But there's there's no such thing as dark if there's no light. So if there's that deep darkness, then then there's also that bright. Uh, light and if there is that bright light then what is it? Where is it? It's it's you and I and it's the truth, right? Truth is the, is the frequency and once you start resonating with truth all these other truths start coming in and they may seem dark because we're trained in fear coming of an age of some sort and something and someone and some powers they want to somehow disrupt that this, this new age that, that we're on the cusp of.
3: Right. Yeah. Um, we are on some kind of, uh, well, back to what you remind me of is that we're, the, the truth is, is so important and it's not bad to look at the negative. It's like cancer. We have to remove the bad so we can still enjoy the good. And so I think a lot of people in this day and age are afraid to look at the negative negative and afraid to go there, but they're actually doing themselves a favor because they're detaching themselves from what is bad.
4: Mm -hmm. Yeah. Ultimately the truth will set you free, but first it'll piss you off.
3: Yeah, exactly. Um, let, let me give out the call in number here. Um, my screen's doing funny things. This has been a weird uh, Skype. I had to get off. I didn't have Skype. It just threw me off a while back. So, uh, But anyway, um, the number to call in for anyone that would like to talk to Matt Landon, my guest, uh, the creator of Franken Skies, is 347-324-3342. 347-324-3342. And if you have any questions regarding this issue, uh, give a, give a call in. Do you have a little more time, Matt?
4: Uh, yeah, hi, I do. Hey, Loomis, did you order a DVD? Do I send you a DVD?
3: No, no, I, no. I just found out about okay. your work like two weeks ago. And so I was thinking, okay. well, you know what? I've got to have them yeah. on.
4: Awesome, yeah. I have a GoFundMe, and I've, and I've gotten um, nearly 300 DVD orders from all over the place. And I did just ship to hawaii and i thought it was a familiar um i thought it was your name but i'm just maybe i'm mistaken. um do you get callers i'm really curious to hear what what other people say about all this
3: yeah me too i this this network um gets a mix of people so we'll see what happens i don't have any at the moment but um oftentimes this show is big in the archives so we'll see but um I uh, was going to say, well, going back to what this, this timeline, when I first heard you, you were on Ground Zero with Clyde Lewis, and one thing that he said that really um, made a lot of sense is that right around the time when these, these programs started, all these energy drinks started coming out, Monster, uh, Red Bull, and they've just escalated ever since, and personally, myself, I drink more coffee than I ever did, and everybody's a lot more lethargic and more uh, docile probably from, you know, there's a lot of things to blame it on, chemicals attacking us in all fronts. But what are are some um, good remedies you have that are natural for increasing energy when we get sprayed?
4: Uh, Yeah, I'm glad you mentioned that. And on my website, Actual Activists, I talk about the health aspects of it all because it's really important uh, once you learn about this to, to take your health back. And yeah, people are seemingly lethargic and dumbed down. One of my buddies was venting to me the other day. He said that he hadn't seen somebody jaywalk in the city in like a year, right? Like Vancouver, Canada, where I was living before, it's completely <laughs> manipulated. There's frequency ripples in the sky every single day. And they have, um, these, these, EMF war games going on with the different military installations on the islands right off the coast there. So it's, I mean, the the whole city is getting zapped. There's there's patents that deal with bouncing frequencies off the ionosphere and actually weaponizing the atmosphere and and zapping a whole city by altering their their brainwaves and stuff like that. So people are totally people are totally under attack on so many levels. So first and foremost is you have to deal with your mineral deficiencies. If you're w- walking down the street um and you're deficient in certain metals and then they spray you with heavy metals your body is just gobbling those those um poisons up thinking that they're good cuz you need them right like you're absorbing them and they're they're um planting strontium in your bones instead of calcium cuz you're depleted and, and deficient in things so there's there's certain things you can do um that a lot of people don't realize are pretty easy, like an Epsom salt bath or just magnesium supplement. If you've ever had sugar, you're depl you're depleted in magnesium. You know, like almost everybody's deficient in magnesium and magnesium's actually really important in our in our systems. So for every molecule of sugar that you eat you need fifty-four molecules of magnesium to process it, so it's like if you're and and there's very uh, few places where we get magnesium from, and everybody's taking it sugar one way or another, you know. So that's one thing that's like first and foremost, get that magnesium in you, and get those levels up. Then also, there's these these metals that that like we don't get anymore, right? They used to be in the soil, mm-hmm. used to be in the plants, and they're called noble noble elements. It's like gold, silver, iridium, palladium, and stuff like that. You can find it online um, through this, I think it was called the Milk of the Gods. The Egyptians used to intake it, and it's just this mineral, um, some of it's salt-based. You drop it in your water, and it's it's tasteless, and it's called Ormus, H-O-R-M-U-S. Um, If you get a hold of that and and start, you know, giving a little bit of boost of your metals, you're not going to be so deprived of metals that you're absorbing all these chemtrails or spraying on you, right? Additionally, there's these superfoods like moringa, you know, you should introduce at least one superfood in your diet. And then also, people don't know about the simplicity of a lot of these things. Like Dr. Sebi, SCBI, he was curing AIDS. And cancer and all these things just by alkalinizing, just by taking only, just by eating only highly alkaline herbs. So there's acidity and there's alkalinity and there's pH levels. So you can test the pH of water, test the pH of um, soil, and you can take the pH of your body. And your body is supposed to be running at a pH of like seven point four or something like that, seven point something. Uh, I think it's seven point four. And if it's yeah. acidic, then cancer can breed. And fungus and bacteria and yeast and all these things, and your body gets acidic by you know eating the wrong thing, you know by by um, drinking too much coffee or pepperoni pizza or, or peanut butter or whatever, right? You got to balance it out with highly alkaline things. Um, uh, there's superfoods. Um, what's the one? Um, oh, it's watercress. Watercress is super, incredibly alkaline. It's like one of the super ones. But, oh, yeah, we grow yeah. that here in Hawaii, yes. Yeah. Oh, awesome. Yeah, water watercress is no joke. So then there's other things, just like a, a little dab of baking soda. That will alkalize, alkalize your body. But if you start considering um, the environment and the toxicity of your body, then you can really take your health into your own hands. Additionally, fluoride. Fluoride, you've got fluoride in a lot of your toothpaste, you know. It's labeled, it's right there. You've got fluoride in a lot of your water. Right? You got fluoride in a lot of the beverages right. you get at the store. You got you got fluoride even in inorganic uh, fertilizers that go um, for citrus. A lot of citrus that's not organic has really high levels of fluoride in it from the fertilizers. Right? You got fluoride in a lot of wine. Um, you got fluoride in, like, well, so many beverages at the grocery store because they come from fluoridated areas. Like, you're getting a kombucha from L.A., guess what? Fluoride. You're getting a yerba mate from Chico, California. Fluoride. Right. They're even putting fluoride in milk in different places. Right. So your fluoride levels are directly correlated with how many um, of these toxins are going to go right into your brain. So after the age of three, you develop the blood brain barrier. Okay. And it keeps out these aluminum that we're being contaminated with, but fluoride actually can pass through that blood brain barrier. The so fluoride goes right in your brain and it was introduced by Hitler to the drinking water to pacify people and make people stupider and stuff like that and to calm them down and make them easily manageable. Well, the fluoride, as it enters your brain, it'll carry the aluminum in your blood into your brain, like the aluminum you're being exposed to in your deodorant, in your air, in your flu shots. Okay, So you don't want to get this aluminum, and you definitely don't want to mix it with fluoride. And then once the fluoride and aluminum gets in your brain, these two mix together a chemical reaction, and they totally wreak havoc on your brain and cause dementia and Alzheimer's and stuff like that, even at a young age. So if you can at least have those few things, I mean, I could go on, but those few things of truth and avoid those certain things and take into consideration those other things, um, you're going to be way better off. And then lastly, chelation. So C h e l a t i o n, or just a chelate. Um, chelate. When yeah. You, yeah. When you chelate, you can remove heavy metals from your body. People um, have done it with um, cilantro. People do it with uh, spirulina, chlorella. So there's there's a, there's various other uh, methods to chelating, which is pulling these, um, heavy metals out of your body and, and, um, people use zeolite clay, and, um, diatomaceous earth, even food grade. There's, there's a lot of different stuff that can help remove these heavy metals. And then you're, you're less likely to become, um, six or even, uh, an AI robot.
3: <laughs> <laughs> yes. And then again, I always recommend the wine rinse to anybody. I've, um, the man i was talking to you about matt gave me a lot of insider knowledge that was one of his biggest solutions uh, i've gone over on this program before about it but that helps epsom salt baths i've also heard with lemons squeezing um about six lemons within there and that can help too and the oil pulling these are all important things that i feel that we must do not like a little bit but almost every day in order to keep up with the amount that's been sprayed on us and that's in our bodies for who knows
4: how many years. I agree for sure. I've even uh, been drawn to going to the sauna a lot and and after realizing that I was getting sprayed almost every day and going to the sauna and chugging water and getting all the stuff out of me, I think even doing that is important, just kind of get in the rhythm of, of flushing things out. And also just awareness, just knowing that, you know, like self-awareness really is something, you know, you can even put up a a little ball of white light around you or something like that. But I do believe that just knowing that it's happening, it somehow awareness creates uh, a level of immunity.
3: That's right. And making films like yours is, is, is waking people. You have no idea, you know, how much uh, it is, is doing, you know, it's, it's awesome when you can Create a work such as Frankenstein's Skies and, guys, and uh, send it out there into the and who knows who's going to be changed by it. It's pretty awesome. Yeah, I'm well, really glad. it looks glad. like we don't. Go ahead, sorry. There's a delay on on my end because I'm in Hawaii. Go ahead,
4: sorry. Oh no, I'm really glad that I was able to come up with the movie. I look forward to, to coming out with some more. And ultimately, it's just a, a tool in our arsenal to spread around and, and wake some people up. You know, a lot of people don't have the vocabulary or the time and energy to wake up their friends and family or their neighbor or whatever. You know, these people are... It's hard, but now if we can just, you know, convince them to sit down and watch a movie, it, it'll make our job a, a little easier.
3: Yep, it does. And um, it helps, uh, you know, they say the 100th monkey syndrome. You know, it, it eventually... This will make critical mass. Uh, I I think it's going to take, unfortunately, I hate to say it, but more events, weather events, and crazy events on Earth for people to fully wake out of their slumber. Just the way that that people have become docile, and not to mention from all these chemical cocktails being thrown at people, but... I hope that um, what, you know, you do and we do and a lot of people that make a difference out there, and like you say, truth is a frequency. It goes out there and it's a channel, and if we can get more people to tune into it, there, there is definitely hope. Looks like we are getting close to being out of time. Um, no callers yet. I'll throw out the number one more time three four seven three two four three three four two three four seven three two four three three four two. 324 Matt how do people get a hold of you and what is your next work you talked about a sequel
4: uh, yeah the sequel um, working title Frankie's Guys 2 that won't be the name I don't think but um, it's going to get deep into the biological aspects of it uh, the synthetic biology the frequency manipulation, the 5G, the one millimeter waves that we're dealing with and how it interacts with our frequency, our heart and our brains and all that. And then the health aspect, you know, how to how to fix ourselves and to feel empowered that we can spread the knowledge of, of healing and to not be, you know, um, negatively, adversely affected by it all. And um, I encourage anybody um, who wants to help... Um, get me around on different radio shows or has any ideas of who to interview for the film or even wants to send some crazy Kim trail footage to me or anything like that to reach out to me at frankenskies at gmail.com. Um, that's, that's my email. And and I love hearing from anybody everywhere. Frankenskies at gmail.com. And then, um, check out my website, please. Actualactivists.com and click around, you know, at the top, there's, there's tabs for health and fluoride and Kim trails and GMO vaccines. Um, and there's, there's information there. You know, a lot of people don't know that it's, that it's all connected and that we're all under attack. You know, it doesn't matter if you're tall, fat, skinny, white, black. We're all under attack. We're all humans just trying to, you know, get through this together. So also uh, check out my YouTube channel, Matt Landman, L-A-N-D-M-A-N. And on there you'll find the film Frankenstein. It's just got over 100,000 uh, views, but it needs to be, you know, hundred million really to, to make it to really get to where I want to be and then um, on Facebook Matt landman I'm on there as well please follow me and send me a message be my friend
3: well thank you Matt thank you for your work thank you for coming on Shanna down radio really appreciate everything you're you're doing and to spread awareness on this what I consider maybe the most critical issue on the planet because it has so many problems that it creates that we have to. So thank you so much for giving the truth and the great work.
4: You're welcome. And just as a, as a leaving note, I want people to, to fully comprehend that, um, for instance, the media is telling the public and astronomers that, that astronomers are upset because they're going to be losing their night sky, okay? And this is like news, that's in the major publication, that we're going to be losing our night sky. That's their way of slowly telling us that we're going to lose our sky, that the whole sky is going to be completely taken over. And this affects everyone. So, you know, if you've got kids or if you know any kids or if you breathe air or enjoy sunlight or anything like that, you know, it's it's important for you to, to at least spread the word on this one. Yep.
3: I think most of us breathe air, except maybe the actual elite power that shouldn't be out there. I don't know what they breathe, but I think most of us would like to breathe some good air.
1: <laughs>
3: yeah. Our, our skies have changed. Um, just a little note. I, I've noticed that it used to be a dark blue. Now it's a lighter blue. And this is a direct assault on nature and natural law and everything that that humans stand for to live on planet Earth. So such a, a critical issue crucial and so we again thanks for coming on Channel down radio matt i'll have to have you come on again and and um you know you have any information to bring to the forefront please get a
4: hold of us thank you so much for having me and i look forward to next time all
3: right thanks matt
4: thank you have a
3: good one thanks bye-bye and that was matt landon Matt Landon is the creator of Franken Skies. Thank you for tuning into Chan it Down Radio um and being very um attentive to all the detail. Uh please support the show, go to chanitdownradio.com. Uh this is a grassroots effort to create uh, a better life for us all. So, chant it down everyone till next time. Uh keep chanting it down and uh you can get a hold of me if you like it, peoplebeyondthis at gmail.com.
1: You're searching for something, hope, cause what you seek, real life. You're watching this world unfold, the truth beneath the light. Rekindling what's been sold. The need to free one's mind, uncover the truth expose so people see the lie. Let's get it down so we know it's simple we just break it down to a little bit so we can process all make the switch to the yourself to the conscious mode and it's beneficial we can get this concept broken. get the future generations who want to stop the whole thing with the message in the streaming we can start opposing. Taking in a taking and the into and getting lots of knowledge waking up the population trying to stop
3: hypnosis
1: train it down radios coming to you live from the Hawaiian islands coming from the perspective of complete freedom coming from wisdom outside the system and then some this is a mouthpiece of the natural earth forgotten. At this point in time, humanity's been kept in the
3: truth, so down Radio offers the coordinates to a path out. You're sitting for something whole, cause what you see's real life You're watching this world unfold, the truth beneath the lies. Rekindling what's been stole. the need to free one's mind. Uncover the truth exposed, so people see the light. Let's shut it down. So but we just break it down a little bit so we can process all Make the switch to elevate yourself to conscious mode And it's bit so we can get this kind of flow And get the future generators wanna start the whole thing with the message ready. we can start our Taking in the simulating getting lots of numbers Waking up the population, try to stop hypnosis